Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you start by just introducing yourself and telling us about your areas of expertise and where your work focuses? I'm Leah Littman. I'm an assistant professor of law at the University of Michigan Law School. I also co-host Strict Scrutiny, a podcast about the Supreme Court. Um, I research and write on constitutional law and federal courts. Um, I also do some pro bono practice on the side. So I was on the merits brief for the clinics in Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstead, um, the recent Supreme Court decision invalidating a pair of Texas restrictions on abortion. Thank you so much. I'm really happy that you were able to make time in your really busy schedule to talk with us so quickly because last night, Monday evening, Politico published that the draft opinion from the Supreme Court regarding the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade decision had leaked and that according to that draft, the Supreme Court voted to overturn that decision. So there's a lot there, but can you start by telling us about the leak itself and in your expertise, what does that mean? Have decisions like this ever leaked before? It's completely unprecedented for a draft Supreme Court opinion to leak before the court releases the ultimate decision in the case. There have been times where a report has said, well, this justice voted to do this or that in a case. And there have been some instances where reports have come out after a decision has been released about the deliberations or the process leading up to the decision. But to my knowledge, this is the very first time a draft opinion has ever been released as the court is still working out the ultimate opinion in the case. And what potential implications are there from a Supreme Court decision leaking? Well, at a minimum, this is another indication about kind of the institutional decay of norms at the Supreme Court. Um, you know, again, this is the first time this has ever happened, but it's been a long time coming that various institutional norms at the Supreme Court have been crumbling, whether it's justices who are participating in cases in which their spouses might have some interest, or justices participating in events with political candidates, or justices participating in closed-door events to the press and the public in which they are criticizing the press and speaking about issues that could come, come before the court. Um, this is just the latest in a line of things that the Supreme Court and these justices have been doing that really run afoul of various norms that have you know, thus far been adhered to. Can you provide an overview of what the draft opinion states? So the draft opinion announces that it is completely overruling Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And it goes through all of the reasons why a majority of the court thinks that Roe and Casey were wrong. It then discusses why the Supreme Court will overrule those decisions, nominally gesturing toward a doctrine that's known as stare decisis, which is about how the court should generally respect precedents, even when it views them as wrong. And that's kind of the general outline of the opinion. Um, but in the process, it really goes out of its way to be as aggressive and absolutist as possible when it comes to giving states the maximum authority to restrict abortion and is very absolute in its approach to constitutional interpretation. 
As a constitutional law expert, what would some immediate impacts be of overturning this decision? Well, there will be several. One is that trigger laws will go into effect. Those are laws that states enacted saying if the Supreme Court were to overrule Roe, abortions are prohibited in the state. Um, There will also be some uncertainty about state laws that courts have said can't be enforced now because Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. But once Roe is eliminated, some prosecutors might try to enforce those laws and people might ask state courts to determine whether those laws violate the state constitution if they don't violate the federal constitution. And I'm sure that some states will enact new restrictions on abortion. Um, Some of those will be complete bans. Others might try to restrict residents of the state from going out of state in order to try and obtain access to um, abortion care elsewhere. The 10th Amendment has been trending on Twitter since late last night, and obviously there are a lot of different ways that this conversation has taken off, but building off of kind of that state aspect of your response, why is the 10th Amendment relevant to this conversation? I mean, it's not really relevant. You know, the question in the case is whether states have the authority to restrict a decision to have an abortion, um, or whether instead that is a right that is implicitly protected as a liberty protected by the due process clause. Um, and if the Constitution does implicitly protect you know, the decision to have an abortion, then states don't have the authority to prohibit it. Whereas if the Constitution doesn't protect that right, they do. Um, and that's not really a question that's answered by the 10th Amendment. That's a question that's answered by the 14th Amendment. Thank you. And is there anything regarding Michigan's law that factors into that 10th Amendment conversation? There's going to be a lot of questions in Michigan, given that Michigan is one of the states that has a criminal abortion ban that the Michigan Supreme Court said couldn't be enforced to the extent it conflicted with the federal constitutional right to abortion that was recognized in Roe versus Wade. But if and when the Supreme Court overrules Roe, then that will eliminate the basis um, that the state Supreme Court said the criminal abortion ban couldn't be enforced. So as people might know, you know, Governor Gretchen Whitmer filed a lawsuit against the prosecutors in the state seeking to enjoin the criminal abortion ban under the state constitution. Um, Planned Parenthood affiliates also filed a complaint seeking to have the criminal abortion ban struck down on state constitutional grounds. So those cases um, have already been filed, and it looks like they are going to be even more important than people thought they might be. Is there a timeline for when a final ruling would be made or what should people be watching for following this draft decision? By tradition, the Supreme Court releases all of the opinions in cases that were argued um, at the end of June or by the end of June. Um, So that's kind of when we expect the decision to be ultimately released, um, but we have no idea when it might be finally released in there. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.